Hello, this is Pastor Trent. I want to welcome you to the Mountain Home Church, the Nazarene Sermon Podcast. We are thrilled that you are tuning in to hear sermons from our ministries here at our church. It is our hope that the Spirit of Christ would be present with you as you listen today. I do want to take just a moment to invite you to reach out and connect with us. On our website, we have a way for you to do just that. You can visit www.mhnazarene.org slash connect and fill out a very brief form. There's a spot to leave contact info, ask questions, and even to request prayer. Also, be sure to indicate that you listen to us through our SoundCloud podcast to let us know where you're listening. May the Lord be with you this day. Grace and peace to you. Well, in church calendar circles, we begin a new year today. The church calendar year starts with the first Sunday of Advent. And so that's today. So we'd say, Happy New Year to you. Um, it's still 2022, but this is a new year. It was three years ago on this first Sunday of Advent that I drove into town on a Saturday night and was privileged to stand before you and preach my first sermon um, as senior pastor here. I'm mindful and thankful during this season, um, this season of the year, for God bringing us together. Um, as part of this church family. So thank you for, for welcoming me and my family, and it's good to, good to be with you for these past three years. Um, last week, we extended the invitation for you to pick up um, our Advent devotional book. There's more copies out on the, on the table there. If you want to journey with us through this season of Advent, I encourage you to pick up one of those um, Advent devotional books uh, this morning um, titled, Let Us Adore Him. Um, and there's no season like the Christmas season to uh, remind ourselves of how worthy God is to be adored and to be worshipped. Um, that first reading in the book starts today, uh, and so I wanted to give you that reminder to pick up one of those books uh, today. As we begin today, we're going to be reading from the book of Romans, chapter 13. So if you have your Bibles, you can open your Bibles to Romans, chapter 13. Or if you have devices that you point in that direction, uh, you can do so uh, at this time. Um, in the season of Advent, we live with this, and, and the readings have already talked about this, this expectation for what's about to come, but also the realization that Christ is already with us. And so we kind of live in that tension. I think it's so important as we come upon Christmas to have that sense of expectation, to have that sense of longing, like, like joining with the nation of Israel in those expectant moments of the Messiah coming. Uh, and so as we travel through Advent, I encourage you to find ways to have both the celebration that Christ has come and is with us, but also to foster that sense of expectation. Um, and excitement for the coming of the Christ child. Uh, today, uh, as we read from uh, Romans chapter 13, I'll start in verse 11 and read to the end from the Common English Bible. Out of reverence for the reading of God's word, I encourage those who are willing and able, would you please stand as we read together. A reading from Romans chapter 13. As you do all this, you know what time it is. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your sleep. Now our salvation is nearer than when we first had faith. The night is almost over and the day is near. So let's get rid of the actions that belong to the darkness and put on the weapons of light. Let us be, let's behave appropriately as people who live in the day, not 
in partying and getting drunk, not in sleeping around and obscene behavior, not in fighting and obsession. Instead, dress yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and don't plan to indulge your selfish desires. This is the word of God given to us, the people of God. We say thanks be to God. Please be seated. have a question as we get started today. How many of you are morning folks? Any morning people out there? Raise your hands. Really loud, really proud. That's great. Maybe not loud. Um, <laughs> but uh, there, there are people who really uh, enjoy the morning. Uh, this isn't in my notes because uh, I didn't know this, but uh, today I forgot to set my alarm. Um, and just, slept. I would, I could have, I'm so glad I woke up when I did, but I woke up about the time that I tried to arrive at the church. So I, I, I'm feeling a little behind uh, today. I'm definitely not a morning person. I know people who, who on a, on a clock, their bodies wake them up in the morning. Some of you um, are that way. Um, I don't know how that works. I just don't know how that works. Maybe I'll get there someday. I don't expect to. Um, but I know there's a whole, there's a whole group of you, and, and I have admiration for you and respect for you, uh, who uh, wake up on, on this, guided by some irreversible internal clock, you wake up before the sun. You grab that first cup of coffee uh, in your favorite mug. You find a warm spot to face east and watch the beauty of the unveiling of the sunrise. Not everybody does that, that wakes up early, but some of you really enjoy that. Some of you love that. I will confess, this is not me. I'm the night owl. I will watch the sun set and then start to wake up and then uh, stay up way too late, which is what causes me to sleep in too, too long. As I was doing some reading about our passage for today, one author, Cynthia Campbell, brought to mind just this idea of the passage of time. That, that in our culture and in our society, the passage of time has, has changed especially in in recent history. Time is more instantaneous now than it ever has been. Um, She states that that time has really morphed into something that's usually given in digital form. I want you to think about the ways that you check the time. Some of you have watches on your wrists. A lot of you have phones in your pockets. I know that for most phones, you kind of wake it up or somehow call it, bring it to life, right? Um, And what does it show you? It shows you some numbers. This is the time that it is right now, that the numbers are often displayed. Um, even, even some of our wall clocks and, and displays of, of time have turned into numbers instead of a clock of a face. In this instant, what is going on? What is happening right now? And in a lot of ways, I think it, it, this is beneficial. This, this past week, uh, uh, I've been kind of sucked into a, a certain uh, obsession of mine that happens once every four years, a little soccer tournament called the World Cup. Um, I don't know if any of you are soccer fans. Um, half, it happens halfway around the world. And I can, in, at any time and in any moment, click a button and see what the score is. Click a button and fall. It's been a distraction this week, uh, to be honest. But due to the instantaneous coverage that's available and reported around the world, I can know exactly what's happening and what's going on. And that's our time expectation of the world today, to know. It's created us, it's made us into very impatient people. 
very high expectations of knowing what's going on right now. Campbell goes on to write and says this, something different happens when you see time displayed on a clock face. As the hands slowly move around the face of that clock, you not only see the moment as it passes, but you can also visualize both future and past. I think about how this more closely reflects how the passage of time would have been known and would have been understood in the time in which this passage was written. Think about the difference of of watching a digital clock tick from one second to the next, saying, what time is it now? To the hand of a clock as it slowly moves around the dial. And the difference from that to watching the sun as it charts its course across the sky. That being the only true measure of time. And what's the start of that? The dawn. The dawn. As the colors in the skies begin to change and to warm from the night that had been so long and so cold. As we break in upon this season of Advent, as we light this first candle today, this is the dawn of a new day. This is the dawn of a new season. Here in this passage, as the writer writes to the church in Rome, we see a call to wake up from slumber, to wake up from our sleep. Advent is this, this weird space between the already The already being with Christ, the already knowing Christ and worshiping and following after him. And the not yet. And the not yet that we enter into this waiting and expectation that we understand the Messiah is coming. The one who will change all things is coming as a baby in the season of Christmas. And yet we're also in a season of waiting. We're also in a season of understanding that Christ is coming again. That Christ will return to this earth and come again. And I think there's such great value in this process, in this journey of, of, of entering into the waiting of Advent. It's the period of of time in our year where we join with Israel who had to pause and wait for the arrival of the promised Messiah. (laughs) And unlike our instantaneous expectations, how long had the nation of Israel waited for the Messiah to come? How long had they longed and yearned? How long had they waited and watched and thought, maybe this is the person? only to realize that yet again they were still waiting for their Messiah to come. With patience akin to watching the sundial move as the arc of the sun traces its path across the sky, the people of Israel waited for decades and decades and centuries and centuries for the coming of the promised Messiah. And the value of us, us in the 21st century, 
2022 in Mountain Home, Idaho, the value of us stepping fully into that space of Advent, realizing the significance of the lighting of this candle and the journey that we are about to go on, where we realize that Christ is in fact with us and walking beside us, but we also choose to participate in the waiting, the waiting for Christ. And the first place that we go is to this place of hopefulness that is so captured by this passage in Romans and illustrated by the breaking dawn of a new day. Today, we start our journey of Advent. Today, those golden, deep, warm purples and oranges of dawn are breaking across the sky. For the hour has come. And again, we anticipate the coming of the promised Messiah. There's such great hopes in the promise of a new day. Like I said, I don't often wake up for the sunrise. When I do and when those colors greet me in the morning, there's such great hope in those moments. Possibilities, relationships, the chance meetings that we will have that day, the opportunities to be a smile, the opportunities to offer a warm welcome, the hopeful surprises that will happen in that day. But the temptation is there to let that hope be defeated. The temptation is there to to get distracted. The temptation is there, especially in the world in which we live today, right? To let that hope get displaced, to let that hope take a back seat and instead let cynicism rule the day, to let anger seep in from unexpected places, to infect us, to, to let pride get into the, in the way of, of what God has for us. We live in a culture of consumption. What does this mean for me? What do I get out of this? What's in this for me? Or just a culture of despair. Where's this world headed? I can't believe what's going on. Can you see? Man, that can capture our attention in a day, can't it? It can for me. All the things that are going wrong, all the things that I don't agree with, all the things that drive me crazy. The lighting of this candle upon this day It's a call for Christ's church to understand that hope gets to win. Hope gets to win for the people of God, for the people who are passionate about following Jesus Christ. We don't deny these things are happening. We don't deny that the world is tough. We don't deny that sometimes it's difficult. But as I stare at that flame, as it flickers in the air currents of this room, I choose to say, today, I intentionally choose hope. It's not a hope because I'm just naive. It's not a hope because 
I've got some master plan figured out. It's not a hope because I'm enough. It's hope because we wait with bated breath in anticipation of the coming of the Christ child. And that offers us hope. It's a hope that beats out darkness. It's a hope that pushes darkness away like the breaking of the dawn. The black star-filled sky warms and is lit with color. For the follower of Christ, this season marks what Karl Barth called, in his commentary on Romans, the great positive possibility that the coming of Christ changes all things for us. Just like dawn is this thin space between darkness that's transitioning into light, we live in this thin space between what was and what will be. If we can enter into that space of waiting that Advent creates for us, the what will be is the celebration of the arrival of the baby Jesus. That in just a few short weeks, and we get to gather on Christmas Day, it's kind of a pain, it's kind of awesome. The people of God get to come together on the day that we celebrate Christmas Day. God comes to us in the form of a helpless, innocent child. And the writer of Romans lays it out for us. Don't be consumed by your appetites this season. Your obsessions with the world, it's so easy to go there. It's so easy to land in that space. But that can consume us during the Advent season. That can consume us in the festivities of Christmas. Maybe you've seen that. Maybe you've experienced that. I know I have. We also step into this thin space that exists between what God is doing in and amongst us in the world. We live and move and breathe and have our being in that space between the time when God stepped into this world in order that we might have relationship with God. In between that time and the time when Christ will come again to set all things right and to make all things new. And yet in those moments, in the moments that we have between these two spaces where Christ came and Christ will come again, it's our job and our privilege to bring the kingdom now to our world and to the people that we see and to we, that we know. We do all we can in these moments to bring the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Right? Right? That's our call. That's what we're invited to this season as we enter into Christmas. Joanna Adams writes, we make the moral decision to live in hope rather than despair. We stay awake because we know salvation could bathe our hurting world with healing grace any day now. And we get to participate in that. You, me, the church, the called together people of God. We are all part of that healing grace meant to bathe the world.
today, this, this season as we journey through Advent. May that be our call. May that be our call this year as we journey through Advent. And I don't think there's a, a better way of illustrating that than through the sacrament of communion. And so today as we gather and as we uh, worship together, we're going to, to celebrate uh, by the administration of communion and offering that to you this morning. I'm going to ask the praise team to come on back up and those that are prepared to help us serve, if you would come forward uh, and prepare for that as well. The hope that we have in this world comes from only one source, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? And even as we enter into this season of Advent, intentionally identifying with that, that sense of longing and that sense of waiting, we also practice this rhythm of receiving the grace present in this sacrament. In this sacrament, we commemorate Christ's death and sacrifice, but we also celebrate his presence each day, that he is with us, and that he instructed us as often as you do this, remember me. That's what we're doing as we receive the elements today. And that is the very thing. That presence is the very thing that allows us to look at that candle and to choose hope intentionally today. As Romans says, may we clothe ourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he came and he gathered with his disciples, those that had walked with him the closest in a room we now call the, the upper room. And in that room, they were celebrating the Passover meal. And the Passover meal was very scripted. It was very defined what they did through the whole meal. And, and this time, Jesus changed it up and made it a little different. And it was in the middle of the meal. He took bread and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples. And he told them, this is my body, which is broken for you. As often as you do this, as you gather and as you come together as, as my followers, as often as you do this, do this and remember me. Likewise, after the meal, he took the cup and he gave thanks for it and blessed it. And he gave it to them and said, this is the cup of the new covenant with my blood poured out for you. As often as you do this, do so and remember me. With those words, he instituted this practice of, of communion, of the Eucharist. And so today, we continue that practice. Uh, in the Church of the Nazarene, we practice what's called open communion, meaning anyone who is a follower of Jesus Christ is welcome to participate with us. Um, and there's a couple of ways that you can do that. Uh, we have uh, bread sections that if you come forward and hold out your hands, we'll place a, a piece of, of gluten-free bread in your hands, uh, and you can dip it in the juice and take elements at that time. Uh, if you prefer, at each station, the person holding the cup also has a bowl of prepackaged elements, and you can pick up one of those and go back to your seat and participate uh, by taking of the elements in your seat. It's in these moments that we get to recognize that Christ came for us. And in that coming and in that extension of who he was, his broken body and his shed blood, it gives us 
great hope. Would you pray with me? Lord God, thank you for who you are and how you are with us. And today we thank you for the hope that is present as we light the candle, as we see Advent breaking in upon us. We are reminded that you give us great hope. We worship you today in Christ's name. Amen. The table is set. The invitation given. Come and dine. I'm going to close today with with the final sentences from our devotional, our devotional book today. We strive to live in love and holiness. We oppose the darkness. And we make sure we are conduits of the light. All the while, we keep our eyes on the horizon as we actively wait for the full revelation of the desires, the desire of our hearts, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. May Christ be our heart's desire. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm going to offer a benediction today. I'm going to invite you to stand as I offer that benediction, and we kind of have this tradition of just extending our hands as a physical reminder that we receive this benediction prayer uh, this morning. Lord, may our hearts be attuned to the breaking in of the daylight on the dawn of this Advent season. Let our lives reflect our appetite for you and you alone as we hope once again for the coming of the baby Jesus. Amen. Amen. Go in the love of Christ. Thanks for joining us today on the Mountain Home Church the Nazarene podcast. Don't forget to visit us at mhnazarene.org connect if you'd like to connect with us. And have a great week.